there are three kinds of people. Those that make big happen, those that let things happen, and those that ask what happened. <laughs> Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. Welcome to or welcome back for another episode of the Action Academy podcast. This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, bringing you the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps for you to earn freedom in your life and business today. Man, oh man, we just had a freaking podcast interview here for you guys. So I will go ahead and apologize in advance. It's a short episode today. We could only get Mark for 30 minutes, but hey, that's what happens when you are cruising around the Bahamas in your private yacht for a month and you have back-to-back-to-back podcasts and interviews scheduled for your new book coming out. So we were able to get Mark for 30 minutes. I will read a bit of his bio just so you can get a idea of the validity of what he has to say. Mark Moses is the author of the international best-selling book, Make Big Happen, and the founding partner of CEO Coaching International, who has coached more than 875 of the world's top high-growth entrepreneurs and CEOs in over 45 countries. Mark has won Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year Award, the Blue Chip Enterprise Award for Overcoming Adversity, His last company ranked as the number one fastest growing company in Los Angeles and number 10 on the Inc. 500 list of fastest growing private companies in the U.S. CEO Coaching International has appeared in the Inc. 5000 list for the last seven consecutive years. And for a fun casual hobby in his downtime, Mark is either on his boat or he is running full length Ironmans, including in Antarctica. So that, my friends, is our guest today, Mark Moses. Mark was one of the guest speakers at our annual GoBundance event in Park City, Utah. So once again, if you're interested in looking into GoBundance, feel free to book a call on the link in the show description if you're an accredited investor. Mark's speech really stood out to me just based off of his freaking track record. This dude is helping entrepreneurs have eight-figure and nine-figure exits left and right. So he would tell us about one that had a $70 million exit, one that had a $90 million, 100, 500, 700 billion dollar exits like he talks about in the beginning of this episode. Mark does things at a really big scale. In today's episode, we were able to draw out two to three things that are very actionable that we can do in all of our businesses, no matter how small that they are currently, and things that we can do to help them grow. So that is the show today. Like I said, it's a bit short, but it's very easily digestible and it's something that we can all take action on today. And I will also include Mark's book in the show description. Now, of course, before we go into the show, I have to, I have to hit you with the completely not made up scientific fact of the week. So if you leave us a five-star rating and review for the Action Academy podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I've talked to Mother Nature and she has agreed wholeheartedly that your day and your week will be 72% more sunny, more sunshine coming to you in your local surrounding area if you leave us a five-star rating and review. So Hey, I would not pick a fight with Mother Nature. I would just go with it. Without any further ado, Mark Moses. 
Mark Moses, paint us a picture, paint a picture for everyone that's listening right now. Where are you at? Where are you heading right now? That's a good question. I'm currently in uh, Harbor Island in the Bahamas. I just began. I'm on day two of one month on my boat enjoying the Bahamas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And when we were speaking before at the GoBundance event, like I knew that you uh, were talking about your boat. Is it the same boat, the Make Big Happen boat? It is, it, for sure. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll have an introduction for you, my friend, before this interview, where obviously this is like big, it's your entire persona. So we'll have a formal introduction for you in the beginning. But I'd like to hear in your own words, if you were to um, introduce yourself to the audience in about a minute or two, what would you introduce yourself as? Who would you introduce yourself as? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me today. My name is Mark Moses. And um, today, I own a company called CEO Coaching International. We coach about 450 CEOs around the world in about 50 countries in 55 different industries. And our coaches today are 53 former world-class CEOs that have retired from companies like Procter & Gamble, Samsung, Goodyear, Gillette, Home Depot, Under Armour, Kohler. And it's really a great group of folks. They coach our clients to make big happen. Speaking of make big happen, we have two books. The first book I wrote was called Make Big Happen, which was really based on four questions. What do you want? How do you get what you want? What's going to stand in the way? And how do you hold yourself accountable to get what you want? Then we wrote a second book I I did with three of my partners, which is really uh, the execution framework to drive big results. This is my third company. I sold the other two years ago. And uh, and then for fun, I've done a dozen Ironman. I've done the world championship in Hawaii five times. And I've done marathons all over the world, including Antarctica and the North Pole. I'm married for 25 years and I have two um, adult children. Beautiful. Yeah. So you're just getting started in your journey, man. You haven't done anything too interesting yet, right? You know? <laughs> Yeah. So I want to talk to you to kick it off. We talked about a little bit of how we're going to format this because we have 30 minutes here and I want to be very conscious of them for the people listening because Mark here has is an absolute wealth of knowledge to be able to give to all of you. I want to talk about the concept of big in the beginning here and how to take a normal person's perception of what big actually is and then add a couple of zeros to that. So when you're, walk, when you're walking with an entrepreneur and you're talking to somebody that's either got the small business or they're beginning a business, they're in that beginning stage, how do you coach them through from that beginning stage to really realize what all is possible? Because you've taken multiple dozens and hundreds of people into eight and nine figure exits from their companies. So I want to talk about the concept of big in general. Well, just last night, we announced our fifth billion dollar exit, which is really cool. Yeah. So that amazing. So it it depends on the stage, right? If you're an early entrepreneur, you really got to figure out what you want. The first three years are hard as the entrepreneur, just kind of, you don't usually don't have a lot of money to invest or don't want to invest money. You're relying on your grit 
and how hard you work. Sweat equity is what we'll call it. And you're really proof of concept. And then hopefully, you know what success is three years from now. And then you can determine what it is that will drive from where you are today to where you want to be. Now, imagine you're already in business three years, four years, five years, 10 years, and you have a business that's, let's just say, 10 million in revenue. You've done a lot of the hard work. Getting from zero to three is really hard. And then a lot of people get stuck at three because at three is the time that you got to begin to invest in in people like mm-hmm. that are expensive now, the people that are going to drive the growth. But then getting from three to 10, once it, it, that's that investment, those investment years, but now you're making some money. And from 10 onwards becomes a lot easier if you got the right people in the right seats. So when you're at 10, I love the concept of zero. What happens if I add a zero to my 10? Now I'm at a $100 million business. What will it take from go- to go from A to B? And that's what an entrepreneur or CEO needs to determine. How do I move from where I am today to where I'd like to be? And I believe in think big without limits. You're the only limiter of how big you can think. I love that. And you actually spoke. I took extensive notes when you were speaking because you had a couple key concepts that I really want to draw out here that are contradictory to what you would think to be true. One of those one of those concepts that you had is about the shuffle of your C-suite and a shuffle of your VPs. And what was the quote that you had? It's about the firing too early. What was the quote that you had? I don't want to butcher it. I believe it was the, the, the exact quote is, how many people have you fired too soon? Mm-hmm. And the answer, of course, with everybody in the room every time is zero. Yep. So the, the concept to think about is this. The people that get a business from A to B are unfortunately not the people that will take it from B to C, C to D, et cetera. You need a different skill set at each step of the way. So imagine you got your team that bills you from zero to three. Now Mm -hmm. you got to invest in some more sophisticated leadership to take. You're going to do that on your own efforts and grit, probably a lot on you. And then you're bringing on some talent like a maybe a chief operating officer or VP operations or a, a meaningful head of sales and some top salespeople to take it to the next level. Now you hit 10 million or maybe 20 million. You want to go to 100 or 150 million. Who are the people that have been there, done it before that you can bring on board to drive that actual outcome for you? Those people are often different. And I thought that that was interesting because when you think about business in general, it's a lot of people try to bootstrap with that same group and just take it to the mountaintop. But like you're saying, like you have different skill sets and different levels and different questions that need to be asked from different people coming on. So that really stood out to me. And I thought that it was interesting about the shuffle that you're doing and how it continues throughout. Because you were showing us different companies that had completely different people from the beginning to the end. And that's the status quo. Question for well, you. So, so someone, you mentioned the, Brian, you mentioned the mountain, right? So 
you may have had a mountain when you started the business. Wouldn't it be amazing if I built a business to, that could do $8 million or $10 million? And then on that journey you go, I see a new mountain. I see much further than I thought at the beginning. How am I going to get there? This band of banditos that I put together may still be able to be part of my company, but not necessarily the people that are going to drive that massive growth. So when you're looking for these new people, when you're shuffling the when you're shuffling the org chart here, is that something that you do as a result of revenue that's brought into the company? And now you have extra revenue that you can deploy for that? Or is this something that you try to bake in as your projections to where you're like, hey, we don't necessarily have as much of the revenue yet, but I want to make the investment in the top tier talent. Would something like that be a more advantageous? Would that be, would that shorten the journey? Would that expedite things? Does that make sense? Well, let me, let me position it this way. Sure. It's three years from now, wherever you are and you're leave, living the dream because you achieved what? And then my question will be, what are the activities that'll drive that outcome? And do you have the right people that'll be able to drive that outcome? So I like to ask a couple of questions. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate Brian in his ability to take you where you want to go over the next 12 months? Well, I really like Brian, but okay, now we got a but. Oh, I don't believe Brian will be able to drive that outcome. Then the question is, imagine it's three years from now and you're three times or four times bigger than you are today. Would you enthusiastically rehire Brian again? Well, the answer is likely, well, given the opportunity to start all over again, of course, I wouldn't hire Brian again. I would hire somebody who's already driven a company way past the growth that I want to go to. That way, I will ensure that I get there. Got it. So Mark, Mark's firing my ass live on the show, guys. <laughs> I'm toast. Okay. So that basically answers the question is when you're investing in growth, the people are the best investment in, in expediting that process and making sure that it's as good as it can be. So what are so we have so many businesses that fail or they stagnate. I would really be curious to hear because we can read your book and have a lot of frameworks on what to do. I'm curious about a lot of the things that you see that are commonalities of businesses that are doing what they're doing wrong. The CEOs and like just the company in general, what are a couple of things that you see that prevent companies from growing to that and adding that zero or they're just stagnant? So firstly, they don't think big enough. So they're, I like beginning my plan from back to front. So what is success at some period? And then what will it take to achieve that success? First ones, think big. Secondly, I would say, what are the specific and measurable activities that I will keep score on to drive that outcome? So activities are something that I can do every day, every week, every month, every quarter. I do X, I will get Y. And So I see a lot of companies not thinking through that. Firstly, defining what that destination is. Even when we were together at GoBundance, I asked the room, how many people know what success is three years from now? Not that many hands went up. 
A few more went up. I asked them on what success was a year from now, but it was still 10% of the room. So it's not about just going and trying hard every day. It's having a clear plan then def- and then defining the activities, something that you do every day that you're keeping score on that'll drive the outcome that you really want. And then the other thing that I see is back to people. They don't have the right people to drive the outcome that they want. They're relying a lot on themselves. And also they don't have good accountability systems to what their best practices execution framework is to drive what they really want. Got it. Okay. So that makes sense. So it's really about having a clearly articulated vision and then having also a a really clear vision about who's heading up what. So then your vision and the placeholders fall into place with the vision. And accountability. For example, I'll go back to my friend, Brian owns, let's say Brian owns sales, right? You own a number and you need to drive, you're responsible to drive that extra 10 million You're responsible for putting the right people in the right seats. You're responsible to hold them accountable to what you really want to achieve. If you can't do that, then it sounds like you just got fired again, Brian. Wrong guy. I'm I'm batting zero today. I'm striking out left. Mark, you just mentioned sales there. I would really want to take you down this segue because this example that you gave at your talk really stood out to me and it really put concrete it made it's where the rubber met the and it's funny because it was the Verizon story that you told about your client that had all the Verizon stores. And you were talking about the EBITDA sensitivity analysis, is what I believe it was. And you're talking about, and I'll let you go into detail, but I'll start the story and I'll preface it with the joke in the real life situation where I was at, I was at a Verizon store. I was buying a new phone because when we were in Utah, I ran over my old iPhone with the snowmobile and I bought a new one. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a case for this iPhone so that this store owner can have uh, his EBITDA go up so he can have a nine figure exit. (laughs) So can you share that story so people can see how everything, even the smallest of shifts can make a monumental difference in an exit and in a business at all, like in entirety? Yeah, what you're talking about is one of my favorite things to talk about, which is the sensitivity analysis. You take two levers in the business that are really meaningful. And the example that we used at Verizon was one was store traffic. How many people come into the store? We know if X amount of people come into the store, thousands of people come into the store, we know what percent will buy. And then the other one that we measure that we know really makes us money, it's not the iPhone or the Samsung phone. What it is, it's the accessories. So we knew that every dollar more on an average basis in accessories that we sold would drive millions of dollars in income to the bottom line of the business. So if traffic got better, and we sold an extra dollar or two or three more, wow, we're in great shape. On the other hand, if traffic got worse, profit's going to go down because we're not, now we don't have a big enough audience to sell that. So we showed this two-dimensional matrix, as, as you probably remember, traffic was one axis and the other axis was 
the extra accessory sales that we would sell per client. And I recommend that every business think about the two levers that really drive their business. And I remember I was speaking in the Ozarks in September and a guy said to me, well, I don't think that works in my business. I'm the CEO of a bank. I said, I think it works in every business. What does a bank really want? How do they make money? They make money on loaning people money because they get the interest spread. So that's one lever, right? I need more outstanding loans at a spread, and that's how I drive drive my profit. On the other hand, I need customers to get that. So I need to figure out the other level would be how many customers at an average loan size of whatever, call it $100,000 as an example, how many more customers do I need to move my EBITDA? So again, the summary is I got one axis is loan volume and the other axis is number of new customers. I love I love that you say that because what stood out to me about that and that story in particular was that you have all these moving parts in a business. You have all these hundreds and thousands of moving parts. You have employees, you have st- storefronts, you have all this different stuff going on. And then we were able to take it down into literal two points, two data points. We got so granular that there were two specific tiny microscopic levers that you could pull to increase the EBITDA tenfold, increase millions of dollars to the bottom line. Yeah. Remember that other example I gave as well? I used an IT consulting example where one one ex, one lever on one axis was the average dollars we charge our client per hour. Mm-hmm. And on the other axis was the utilization of my consultants. So this business had the target was to charge 160 bucks but they were actually achieving 144. And you go, what happened? I gave my salespeople the ability to discount. Oops. On the other hand, on the other axes, we had utilization rate. How much my consultants were actually being billable. And that number at 144 bucks versus the 160 target and 70% utilization, we were losing money every single month that we operated because we were letting them discount and we didn't have enough backlog where we're keeping all our people busy. So the solution to that then would be don't allow discounting and sell more, build a bigger backlog. It solves two problems. You get back to the billable rate that you target. And you also, if you got enough backlog, you could operate up to a hundred percent utilization versus that 70 and it was over a $600,000 increase in profit versus losing money every month. Yeah. So when you're saying this to the to all of you listening, I would challenge you to get really granular because these are massive companies that Mark's talking about. So in your company, you can definitely be able to get more granular than this. You could be able to do this in your business, no matter what size, like figure out what your two or three levers are to pull and pull those things. Mark, as we finish up here, I know that you have another interview coming up very shortly. Let's do one more plug of the of the book, Making Big Happen. And for people that are listening to this, what would they get out of this book to make them just be like, all right, no brainer, I'm going to go buy this. I would recommend the first book first. 
make got big it. happen because it's got the foundation, right? And it's got my story too on how I did it in other businesses. So that's really prefaced on those four questions. What do I want? How do I get it? What's going to get in the way? And how do I hold myself accountable? So that's a good framework. The second book is the execution framework. So if you're a little further along and more sophisticated and you need to figure out what are the seven business rhythms that I need to follow to drive the growth of my business? And if I need tools in my business, like one page tools that I could fill out or my leadership team can fill out to help me, guide me through that, there's about 30 of them in the book. And people can download those tools off our site, makingbighappen.com, and use those tools uh, for free in their business today. Perfect. Mark, where, where else can people find you? And if they're interested in hiring your team as coaches for their business, where can they go? Yeah, they could go to CEOcoachinginternational.com and read up a little bit on us. And if it appeals to them and they're ready to do the hard work and get their butts kicked to drive uh, the outcome that they really want, we're happy to help. Perfect. And with that, my friend, I'll let you go back to your sailing and your other interviews. Thank you very much for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for all the value that you provide and for the value that you provided in Utah, my friend. Thank you. Brian, thanks for the value you're providing to all your listeners too. It was good to be with you today. Let me close with this. There are three kinds of people. Those that make big happen, those that let things happen, and those that ask what happened. (laughs) Fair. All right. Yeah. I'm not even going to add anything to that, but we'll leave it at that. Mark, thank you, my friend. This has been Brian and Mark Moses signing off. You've been listening to the Action Academy podcast, helping you to choose what you want with who you want when you want. You've been given the gift of freedom. Don't turn your back on that. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten some practical and useful information. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on social media. Remember, financial independence is freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Freedom fly.